Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Genetics. What can it mean? The ability to perfect the physical and mental characteristics of every unborn child. I've always been fascinated by genetics. The official definition is the study of units of heredity. Okay, genes are made up of DNA. They help determine what makes you, you. And as you know, they get passed on from your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents from generation to generation. They give you your heritage. They decide your gender, your eye color, whether you have freckles, how you might smile, and how it might shape your entire body. And thanks to technology, today we can figure out our genetics in just a few weeks in the comfort of our home. There's just a slew of companies out there. They allow you to spit in a vial, you close it up, you seal it up, and then in a few weeks, you have the results. But have you ever wondered how genes do more than just give us physical characteristics? Consider this. How much do genes determine about how your brain functions? I mean, if genes have something to do with your eye color, doesn't it make sense it would also have something to do with your brain? And in the future, could these same genes help predetermine someone's life? I know this sounds crazy, but it's a question that's being argued in small circles right now. And it's a discussion that will only get louder in the years to come. At certain points in our lives, we look back and we think, you know, what parts of my life would I do all over again? What changes would I make? Did I select the wrong school? Maybe I should have entered a different career. Did I need more guidance? Was it really my mother's fault? Why didn't I select that roadmap to a better life? Well, it's happening. DNA testing for intelligence is here. And with it comes a debate over whether a simple exam might be able to predict the future for your child or your grandchild. And as parents, we do everything in our power to protect and nurture and educate our kids. Parents are often left wondering, did my child drink enough water? Is he getting enough sleep? Does she have enough friends? Why is he struggling so much with homework? Why is she spending so much time in front of a screen, any screen she can find? Am I spending too much time at work? How come he's having so much trouble learning phonics? Is he going to be accepted into the college that he really wants? When you sit back, life itself is pretty much this big bundle of worries. So science wants to provide some answers, they say, to help ease our anguish. So what if you took a drop of blood or an ounce of saliva from your child? It was analyzed, and then you got the results. You know exactly how intelligent he or she really will be in life. Would you then want to provide the subjects in school that you know your child will excel at and maybe even predict the chosen career path? How much would you want to know about your child as a teenager, an infant, or say even go even at conception? I know this sounds really far from reality, a frightening possibility for the future of mankind with obviously grave social consequences, but it's something that's happening right now. 
I'm Kim Commando, America's Digital Pro. In part one of this two-part series, we're going to be talking about predicting intelligence and using technology to do this. We're going to look at research that links genes to intelligence, specific DNA tests that are already out there, and they're just growing crazy in popularity. We're going to talk about what these tests could forecast, how they might change education, how they might change parenting, and whether or not we're tinkering with having discrimination down to a science. Many parents have no trouble with this. They're already thinking, heck, I already get a 4D ultrasound. What's the big deal? A new mom recently shared a story with me. She's on her third child. Baby number one and baby number two are fine, but for some reason, when baby number three was in utero, she wanted to have a blood test of the baby just to make sure the baby was okay. So you want to stay right where you are because I know this sounds like science fiction, folks, but it's happening and you need to know about it right now. In 1985, the science fiction slash comedy movie Weird Science hit theaters. I don't know if you remember, but there were two teenagers, Gary and Wyatt, and they had this idea to create their perfect dream woman. And they did it with a doll, a computer, and say, too much imagination from Hollywood. Over three decades later, science is yet to generate that perfect person out of plastic. But advances in technology could take a young girl and potentially find out what life will be predestined for her. A painless evaluation to learn a child from the inside and offer clues maybe to a better existence. We're talking about an assessment of the genes to foresee one's potential academic success. Maybe even getting a grasp of what interest a child will have and what aspects of life that will become, I don't know, unwanted undertakings. So before you enroll your kid in all kinds of sports, say soccer and baseball and football and foosball and who knows what else, you'd know before they even put on their first uniform whether or not they'd be any good at it. And maybe Johnny isn't gonna play chess and be in the debate club, or maybe Mary will be. I'm so excited to have with us in this podcast, Professor Robert Blumman. He's a behavioral geneticist at King's College London. He's been honored with all kinds of awards relating to behavioral genetics, including the Lifetime Achievement Award of the International Society of Intelligence Research. As you might imagine, his area of study surrounds genetics and intelligence. Now, he believes that we are closing in on a world where parents will have their children's mental abilities tested and then make really important decisions just off of the results. And at the start here, Robert, of the podcast, I have to tell you, this is a very delicate and dicey subject. You're talking about putting some spit in a test tube and then predicting if someone will actually be smart. I think a lot of people do worry about these things, but it is happening. And I think it's time to have a discussion like this so that, you know, forewarned is forearmed. Um, and let's get the best possible benefit out of this. Right now, the tests are considered more in an infancy stage, no pun intended. Even the brightest scientists conclude that the results are not absolute. They're indicators that can be used as tools for parents to ask the question, what might be? 
So over time and with ongoing research, there are some who believe that these tests will become more clear. So think back in those courses that you took in high school and college. And so you might remember that there are tens of thousands of genes within the human body. They're so tiny, you can't really see them. But imagine that picture. You know what I'm talking about. It's spaghetti-like formations called chromosomes. And every gene in your body has a really specific job. Now, all of them, when we put them together, make you, you and me, me. So step back. Now, think of yourself as the entree. And all these genes are the ingredients for this recipe that creates what you see in the mirror or in today's times when you take a selfie. Technology has become so advanced that we can zoom into the slightest genetic differences of each and every one of those ingredients. So Robert, you believe that we now have the scientific know-how to break down the DNA in our genes? We're not talking about a single gene. We're talking about what we've learned in the last few years, thousands of DNA differences of very tiny effects. So that's the big thing we've learned in the last few years. So we're not looking for one or two or 20 or 200 genes, but rather we're looking for thousands of DNA differences of very small effect size. And the excitement is that in the last two years, we can aggregate, we can sum up those tiny effects and create what we call a polygenic score, multiple gene score, that can predict a lot of important traits um, in the population for individuals. So genes play an enormous part in our lives. Think about each time you walk into the doctor's office, whether it's you have the flu or maybe it's just your yearly checkup. The process is really quite similar. When you check in, you're given a clipboard with a few sheets of paper. And for the best care, you need to sit back and fill out your family's health history. You know the questions. Do you or anyone in your family have issues like high blood pressure or high cholesterol? Does anyone in your family have or have had serious illnesses like cancer, stroke, or dementia? Because a massive part of our health and our lifespan, it's all hereditary. Of course, we know we should exercise and eat better, but we use our family background to help deliver better health care because our genes play this variable in our lives. Now, proponents think that DNA can be broadened to more than just physical characteristics. I'm talking about an expanded comprehension of your mental and cognitive abilities, all with the intention to give you a, a happy, satisfying, and better existence, a longer life. And unlike any other predictor you can think of, your DNA differences don't change from the moment of conception. So you start life as a single cell, and then you become these trillions of cells, but they all have that same DNA. So these inherited DNA differences don't change throughout life. So let's talk about the DNA IQ test, Robert. When is the best time for this test to be administered? The earlier, the better? I mean, maybe even before the child comes into this world? You can predict intelligence not just in adulthood or not just when someone's an adolescent or a child, but from the moment of birth or even conception for that matter. It sounds like science fiction becoming reality. Robert, you're talking about testing at an embryonic level or as a newborn. Now that's a reality that's gonna panic a lot of folks. 
Are you concerned about the backlash over the sheer thought of science? And I'm just talking about science now, determining someone's intellectual skills? You know, new advances always create new problems. And there's a lot of people who go on and on. There's books and books written about the doom mongers saying, you know, the sky's going to fall if this ever happens. But I see a lot of positive aspects to this. And the fact of the matter is the genie's out of the bottle and it's going to it's happening. A lot of critics believe that this is just dumb and going as far as calling it a threat to our society. Still to come, the other side of the debate. Could these exams lead us down a path where we've been before? A road that ends in massive destruction and slaughter? Now remember that 1990s sci-fi movie, Gattaca? In the not-too-distant future, our DNA will determine everything about us. A minute drop of blood saliva, or a single hair determines where you can work, who you should marry, what you're capable of achieving. It was a movie about kids who were conceived through genetic manipulation. The scientists around them wanted to make sure that they would have the best hereditary traits of their parents and not get any of the bad stuff. Our DNA will determine everything about us. A minute drop of blood, saliva, or a single hair determines where you can work, who you should marry, what you're capable of achieving. DNA test for intelligence. Is this a threatening probe into the human soul or a future that you're willing to accept? After all, we're still waiting for those flying cars and teleportation machines we see in movies. But instead of those priceless inventions, we are breaking down DNA and the brain. That's something not too many of us would have even thought would be possible decades ago. And of course, not everyone is embracing. One person adamantly against the notion of DNA IQ tests is Dr. Catherine Bliss. Catherine is an associate professor of sociology at the University of California, San Francisco. Her most recent book is titled Social by Nature. She takes a look at the trendy science of the new millennium. Her big apprehension is that we're viewing human nature too much as just a genetic factor. Let's start at the beginning, Catherine. What do you think fascinates us about DNA? Yeah, I think that, that there's something about the symbolism of DNA. We treat DNA like like they are, um, like each individual molecule is the same as an atom, you know, in is to physics, right? So we think of it as the most irreducible, essential part of a person. I'm getting from you that you think the world is too fixated on DNA. I mean, we see it referenced in pop culture on TVs and in movies, even some commercials. It's in every science curriculum. What do you think's going on? That one molecule trumps everything else. That information must be the most real because it's the most irreducible, particular part of the person. It's the root of the person. That's how we see it. That's not true. That's not what DNA is, but that's how 
you know, how it's been written into our textbooks and that's the way that we communicate about it as a culture. I think we all have to remember that genes are not the only element to how smart you are or will become. People will soon start reading headlines that say something like, DNA test to predict intelligence is here for only $29.99. When you think about it, so many variables go into how our brains work and function. Do you agree, Catherine? Not only is it premature, but I think that any kind of um, look at intelligence is going to be fraught and most likely faulty because you have to take into account the environment, socialization, um, access to all kinds of resources. Uh, You know, intelligence isn't just a genetic thing, um, and it might not be a genetic thing at all. That's a really strong charge to make, that it might not be a genetic thing at all. Every day we're hearing more about our DNA, because as everybody knows, genes impact our health, disease, growth, development, but you don't really see a good reason for conducting these tests, I read. So I, I think that this is something that is going to be a problem for society, uh, not something that's going to be positive and help people. Testing for IQ is almost like politics. Many will choose a side. Either the glass is half full or is half empty. Some folks will remain in the middle. They don't want to throw their hat into the ring quite yet. But Professor Plowman, you remain optimistic, though. I see a lot of positives in terms of knowing ourselves and knowing our kids and perhaps using this information to help guide us a bit. But is there a chance that we will just learn, I don't know, just too much? Could testing someone's DNA for intelligence lead us to a precedent that we've experienced in our past? If we all test ourselves, our kids and grandkids, will we begin to predetermine the future? For some kids, testing DNA is the first step for predetermining what their future will look like. The science of improving the population by breeding for desirable characteristics, well, it's nothing new. If we go back in time, that idea was actually at the center of the Holocaust. So uh, many people are aware of the eugenics movement of the early 20th century, which itself was very popular in the U.S. and um, and popular in Europe. And and this um, eugenics movement led to the rise of Nazi Nazism and Nazi science, which we know was just one of the most devastating things to happen in our entire, you know, history of humanity. Rather than survival of the fittest, is the future of survival really the most perceived intelligence? Many people believe that our fascination with IQ could be too much to keep these tests. So many people are fascinated with IQs. So could DNA possess the capability to actually influence parents when it comes to raising their kids, how they mentor the next generation, or whether to prearrange their education. Basically, trying to anticipate a child's abilities. Now, no one disputes the fact that some kids just learn quicker than others. But what if we could help a student before he or she even begins struggling with a certain subject? Could these DNA tests facilitate that? Well, we put so much credence on our genes that the role of a child's teacher and parent could actually be lessened. 
And will we ever get to a world where our DNA instructs how we actually live our lives? I know this sounds like a Hollywood movie, but it's not. So clearly, genetics, the study of DNA in determining what makes you you, is a very complicated subject. And I have so much more that I want to cover with you in this special Commando On Demand podcast. We're going to take a further look if DNA can really predict intelligence. So you don't want to miss the second part of this podcast, episode two, because you're going to learn so much more. It's kind of like if you don't hear the rest, you're going to miss the end of the story. So be sure and listen to part two. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. 